Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 157. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot Jerineal, and joining me in SideQuest Studios tonight is Tom Burt. G'day, mate. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> I tried to Australian enough, it didn't work. I'm very sorry, everyone. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three uh, tray episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Le twist. <laughs> Each episode must come from a different decade. Who are we sponsored by this week? Dirt. It's fucking everywhere. <laughs> uh, sticking on theme, maybe some fine wine? Can what? No, wine is bullshit. Just... It's grape water. It's all the same. <laughs> Stop pretending. Excuse me, my everyday job is wine. I, I need you to yeah. not, not... So is mine. <laughs> I want to expose the truth. Oh, that's fair enough, Zim. <laughs> so you can probably guess there's a theme with today because, yes, yeah, starting out, we watched an episode from the HD Error. Uh, <laughs> I think that we're leading into the curve and doing it this badly that it becomes not offensive again. Yeah, pretty much. That's our story. We're going to stick to it. Uh, anyway, we just watched Season 27, Episode 20, To Korea With Love. First released in May of 2016, it was directed by Timothy Bailey, written by Bill Odenkirk. In this episode, Les Simpsons vont à Paris. Helles gars, caves vos pense? I can't speak French. <laughs> no. Hey guys, what'd you think? No. <laughs> Strong no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just uh man it started off okay i was like oh this is all you know a bit eh but then i think the second they got to paris everything went to fuck yeah which just. is terrible it's the complete opposite of what it should be the trip should be about the trip not mm. oh yeah it, it wasn't a classic simpsons trip episode <laughs> man, it, it wasn't uh, anything that was that's like- the really frustrating part yeah yeah, and, you know, confession in the last act, I decided to pivot what classic episode we were doing to better complement this episode. I feel like I know now. And Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, I'm, like, quickly scrubbing out my old show notes and making the new ones and sort of realising, oh, shit, am I not paying enough attention? No, I'm paying the exact amount of attention. Because, mm. yeah, this episode fucking dragged, and I agree, especially when they got to Paris. But let's hook into our episode review. BT, we'll start with you. For better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Well, if you thought you weren't paying attention, the writers paid even less. Yeah? So, it's a little thing, but again, alt.obsessive.nerd.com. We know who, who the fans <laughs> of this show are. So, when Homer goes to the travel agent, there's a sign on the back that says, Capital City, and it has a sign of 5th Street and D. It's 4th Street and D from Dancing Homer. It's not hard to remember. Holy I had to confirm it on Frankiac. And I'm like, it's your own history, for God's sakes. Mm. It's a catchy song. It's against the Lord of Frown in Capital City. Mm. Now, were you chance to see 4th Street and D? It's fucking rap. Hey, it's Tony Bennett. Yeah, I know. <laughs> see, exactly. How about you, Tom? What stands out to you for better or worse? Uh, this is a podcast. I'm shrugging really, really hard. Uh, nothing stood out to me. Mm. The glaring lack of one particular character who I desperately wanted to see, that's what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Who was? The overly tall man in the small car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they had Homer driving past all of these other cars mm-hmm. in his really small car. Singing and, his chubby dude in a tiny car. And they could they could have done a duet. I would have been more <laughs> down for that. Just 25 minutes of that. Yeah, he's all, I'm extremely tall and need to drive. And Homer's all, I'm extremely fat and found this car in that garage. Is there something comical about my appearance? <laughs> really tall dude in a tiny car. Yep. 
Yeah, see? Complements the song perfectly. Again, because this show does not remember its own history. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike its obsessive weirdo nerds. Well, fans it, is what I meant to say. It does remember its own history in one way where we get, yeah, the reoccurrence yep. of two characters we have not seen since season one. Yeah, the two French guys from the mm-hmm. season one episode, Crepes of Wrath. What did we think of their reappearance? Just, there was nothing they had. Like, I could have liked how they keep bickering amongst themselves and the Homer keeps getting away, but the first time it happens, they're yeah. chasing after him at a train station. It's like, oh, he's gone. Oh, we shouldn't have stopped for that seven-course meal. Like, what? Mm. When? Why? No, what? The entire point of that kind of comedy is it's quick. Yeah. And mm. none of these appearances were quick. Yeah, exactly. It like, it was bite and bite and bite and bite and bite, which I get because it's like a, a feature of the main plot. But... It just wasn't over quickly enough. This mm. And yeah, it was just classic Simpsons go-to episode, classic Simpsons whiteboard writing. Yeah. They wrote down a bunch of friendship, but it, it's it's so half-baked. The croissant has not risen on this episode. Uh, no, yeah, but much like whiteboard writing, it's to no effect. Like, they're all, okay, well, Sim- Lisa's going to want to go to all these famous jazz clubs. Okay, how do we work that in? Oh, she goes to these famous jazz clubs. Yeah. And then what happens? She She goes to the famous jazz clubs. Yeah. That's the plot. <laughs> yeah, for the record, yeah, the guys I uh, never knew this. Their names are apparently Caesar and Ugolin. And again, I don't know how French pronunciation uh, 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 Caesar and Ugolin. <laughs> I was just about to say I don't know how French pronunciations work, but you clearly do. Yeah. No, because they got a funny thing with the last letter doesn't actually mean anything and neither does the third and second yeah. last letters. French just love throwing letters around like they're free <laughs> or something. Like they've never watched Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take an X. Oh, we've got 17 of those. <laughs> but you won't pronounce a single one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's too fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> play count. Uh, how many times before today have you seen this episode? Zero, thank God. Yep, zilch. Uh, yeah, I know I've seen it because I ranked it on my personal spreadsheet, but I don't remember it. Like, yeah. This is just how little impact this episode does. But I actually did remember all the bits with the guest star of this episode, Jay Leno, who's making his uh, reappearance mm. on The Simpsons. Yeah. He was actually, just going back to what stood out, he was what stood out. Oh, yeah, the first act of this whole thing is actually okay-ish. Yeah. I, I honestly think he was fantastic. Mm. Like, he, he sounded great, great bit of acting. He was like, yeah. oh, this is actual, it's a funny bit. Yeah. Yeah, that whole bit where he's like, you know, I used to collect classic cars because I figured they don't make them like they used to, but I just got a new, like, Hyundai Cilantro, <laughs> yeah. and oh my gosh, it just, it unlocks with a remote. You can drive to and from the petrol station without breaking down. It's just his thrill at, like, the, the car bonnet or not bonnet yeah boot. trunk or boot i was trying to remember the uh, international term ah, trunk yes. popping with a remote he's like ah! yeah <laughs> it's so cute yeah no this was good and i was ready to hate this bit because i am not a fan of jay leno like ever since he crossed conan man you do not fucking cross conan but you know it's taking his post tonight show thing and like mm-hmm. how he's really uh, leaning into his love of classic cars and i think he's got like a a tv show about it now mm-hmm. but yeah and it's taken a real world thing and sort of made him a bit of a parody and saying a, lo- a loving tribute to him but also you know how stupid it is classic cars yeah and so, yeah, I, I really liked that bit, even, you know, as clunky as the setup of the car was. But, mm. yeah, Jesus Christ. How you got to Paris from that was just exhausting. Again, it didn't do anything because, okay, so Homer, like, thinks he has all this money from selling the classic car. And then Jay Leno's like, can I have my money back? And it's like, no. Yeah. That fixes all your problems. Just say, no, you made a sale. It doesn't matter. You don't care about classic cars anymore. Still my money. But then Homer's like, oh, okay, I guess. And he wants the car back. And he's like, no, nah, it's been impounded. It's like, okay, well, that's dumb, but all right. 
Yeah, Homer was under no obligation to give the money back there. No, not at all, not whatsoever. And it's not like he even got, like, swindled that hard for it no. either. Like, yeah. Yeah, but now I was, what I was eventually working my way around to was, so then he takes, you know, the job for the mob, it's taking this briefcase to Paris, but doesn't know what's in it. And then he, uh, the worst thing to do was tell us what was in the briefcase, because it's like, oh, it's a rare snake. It's like, oh, okay. And then he has a moral dilemma about that, because it's going to get turned into a belt. And it's like, but you knew you were committing a crime. Yeah. And why do you care about a snake all of a sudden? Yeah, why do you care about animals? It's yeah. not something that you've ever really done before. Yeah, he was once upon a time gleefully beating snakes to death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of get it from the fact that, okay, Lisa got involved with the story, mm-hmm. now and now she's involved somehow, and then she becomes his moral compass, but it, it never felt like that no. either. It didn't feel like Lisa was like, Dad, you can't ever do this. And yeah, because like, when he found out the snake was going to get turned into a belt, Lisa didn't hear that. Yeah. And so she wasn't like, Dad, you can't let that happen. It was just, he suddenly goes, oh, I have to protect this snake. He's like, but you don't fucking care. Yeah, it didn't feel like there was any conflict there. And there should have, because, yeah, this is a trip that, you know, Homer's on under false pretenses with Marge. And he should be doing an effort to hide it more. And also Lisa should be doing more of an effort to bribe him to expose the truth if he doesn't let the snake go yeah i think surprisingly a snake may have been the most boring thing they could have put in that briefcase <laughs> like somehow like even if you put a pair of trousers in there you'd be like what kind of these special trousers i'm curious now yeah but a snake i'm like okay it's a rare snake that's it yeah i kind of like the trouser story now yeah then homer was like <laughs> really he wants to know when he tries them Puts on the and trousers on it. they give him superpowers <laughs> he's like these are the best trousers ever Wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Oh, it got there. Mm. We really steered into it eventually when Bart sees like a bunch of models who are all like oh, cardboard thin God. and they shuffle like cards on the runway and you're just like, <sighs> really? Yeah. A one weird moment where I go, Family Guy did this, where they had the 2D Kate Moss, I think it was. Yeah, that wasn't funny then. <laughs> it is kind of funny. When she I mean, falls always. through the floorboards. Yeah, but it's the fact she announces it every time. Oh, crack with cracking the floorboards. Woo. Yeah, true. I'm sorry, that's always bothered me. Mm. Yeah, but the, uh, the model thing, it's just the laziest way for this episode to go. Mm-hmm. Nothing meant anything. Like, okay, great, he teases them with the hot dog. What personal vendetta does Bart have against models? Yeah, no. Yeah. And then he's all like, this is the happiest I've ever been. Like, Why? <laughs> yeah, it's like, of all th- pranks... This was your, you know, your peak for you. Okay? They're not sideshow bobbles. Yeah. They're just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was lazy. It was dumb. It was pretty offensive as well. Like, yeah, I didn't like this. Uh, any other wackiness? Lisa's all like, oh, how can you be so cruel? And the guys have this little, they think about or like reference. We cut to a scene of the alligators in their like factory going down yeah. the conveyor belt, getting a glass of champagne and then gonked on the head. So did they explain that to Lisa? In graphic detail, like, it's just... Because then we cut back, and Lisa's all, you're terrible, you're monsters. Like, but did you see that? That was a cutaway. It was, yeah. It was also stupid. There was another thought bubble joke with Homer imagining a bunch of rats making up the Venus de Milo, I think. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I just enjoyed it for my pun. Rat you. Rat you. Mm-hmm. I'm writing for Jay Leno now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Lisa, though, an interesting character model choice in this episode. They based her dress and hat not on, on Madeline. Madeline. Yeah. And this brought me such glee because I remember one time that I had surgery and I was coming out of, you know, the general anesthetic. And I don't know. Have you guys been under before? Oh, yes. 
have you guys ever been similarly very dopey afterwards as well? Actually, no, I've not been under-under. I've been given lots of ketamine because they thought my spine was broken. Oh, but shit. Not, but not under-under. Huh. Just loads and loads and loads of ketamine. Just a horse worth of horse tranquilizer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, one time, yeah, I was coming out from surgery and there was the nurse there and um, she's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Ellie. And she's like, okay, great. Well, I'm Madeline. And you know, if you need anything, just ask. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like the show. And she's like, what? And it's Madeline. <laughs> it's Madeline. <laughs> and then I went to sleep and then I woke up later and thought, did that happen? <laughs> How does she not know the show? She's people would have referenced it to her all the time. Is she going to come back in a hat? <laughs> I hope she comes back in a hat. <laughs> but yeah, there was some, I don't know. I don't think they led hard enough into the character alternate costume moments either. No, not really. It was weird that they didn't beat us over the head with it. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, Marge was just wearing sunglasses and Homer was wearing a turtleneck. Which... Bart had a scarf. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't like Bart in this episode. Nah, oh. it was pointless. Like, of all things to have him do in Paris, tease a bunch of models with a hot dog. That's it. And the snake in the briefcase story, that is such a, like, get Bart involved fucking... Because I think that'd be an interesting story progression if, yeah, Lisa was involved for animal ethical reasons and then Bart was involved because he's Mischief. like, snake, cool. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, we had to make time for Homer struggling with the French ticket machine. Oh, for fuck's sake. That was, like, that may be my low point of, like, okay, well, all we have to do is buy a train ticket from this French machine. It's like, fuck, you're going to cut and you're going to be like, oh, he's kicking it, yeah. Mm. And one other bit of wackiness I want to mention was um, the Dawn of Man thing at the start, which I didn't mind the jokes, actually. Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely laughed. Yeah, the history of motherhood and... Good old subtitle joke where Cave Marge goes, ook, ook, and then a bunch of shit that I did not have time to read. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was the central conflict of this entire episode. Yep. It was that Marge is overworked. Yep. yep. Why didn't that come up again? Mm. Why was that? Because that's, some, that's a good question, Somewhere Tom. along the line, it shifted to uh, Homer always goes on these wacky adventures and nothing ever happens to Marge. So it forgot its own beginning. <laughs> it was meant to be about the distribution of chores, and it became nothing fun ever happens for Marge. But nothing fun does happen for Marge. Yes, she and, doesn't like fun. And then the episode <laughs> forgot Marge, so... We could have a wacky adventure with Homer. Accidentally and lazily proved its own point. You know what? Scrub Jay Leno coming back and giving the, the money to Homer. Have it come back and give it to Marge and she gets into a wacky adventure to pay yes. for Paris. Better episode. <laughs> so how about the heart of this episode? How about it? <laughs> yeah, I think we just covered it then. How yeah. about that horse? Yeah, <laughs> sad yeah, Marge so was sad when she's all like, oh, cool, something else happened to you, and you had a good day, and I'm just sitting here with bills. And I just cringe whenever the actress gets emotional, because now her mm. voice starts to crack everywhere, and yeah, it makes me sad. It, mm, poor Julie Kavanagh. That, that makes Poor me, millionaire. That's Julian. a bum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a total bummer. And especially because like Marge getting upset and crying with Homer used to mean something. Mm. But this is just such a stepping stone to, yeah, Homer wackiness. Yeah. Yep. You know what else was wacky? Actually, sorry, yeah. taking it back a segment. Mm -hmm. You're at an airport. You're yep. at the Paris airport. Yep. There's no one there and there's no noise. That's wacky. Mm. If yeah. that's not wacky, I don't know what is wacky. It was hardly a bustling airport, which mm -hmm. all airports are. Yeah. Yep, they bustle. Yeah. <laughs> As we pointed out, the HD area is weirdly just lacking in background sound for some reason. Like they fired the people who did that, I guess. But yeah, lacking in background sound and lacking in just general animation yeah. and background characters. Yeah. yeah. Where were they? Usually they have a lot of background characters. In fact, I don't even think there were a lot of like sign gags in this one. No. It was men's fatness. Uh, I wrote that one down. Uh, 
Which, yeah, going through a tour of Paris, you'd think, yeah, that'd lend itself to it. Though, one sign gag that did actually make me laugh, the um, aficionados, posers, and Americans, the three ah, different yeah. prizes outside the jazz club. Nice. <laughs> it didn't make me laugh, but I yeah. I briefly woke up. Mm. No, I'll pay that one. But yeah, getting back to the heart of this episode, it absolutely should have had Marge come back in in some way at the end, and yeah. it didn't. And that they returned to this whole caveman thing at the end, which really didn't tie into the rest of the plot, and just had Matt Groening scrolling The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Sorry, new idea for the plot. <laughs> Keep as is, but bring back the whole Homer not doing enough thing and say, have him say, okay, we'll go on this trip and I'll take care of the kids and you just have a great time. And so he's running around trying to juggle Bart, Lisa and Maggie and keep all this from Marge while also trying to figure out this snake dilemma. Hmm. Another episode. Or yeah. Marge and the snake really bond because they're both <laughs> the same color and then yeah. they go on like Marge snake hijinks. Yeah. Again, hijinks for Marge. Let's get some of that in. Especially because, yeah, blue snake, blue hair. The snake can hide in the hair. It and she's literally like, oh, does. Hi, that's the solution at the end, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And they don't use that. Ah. Oh, it, ah. it can whisper things in her ear and, like, yeah. <laughs> and tell her how to cook. Go party. Do, do things. Yeah. I'm a cool snake. <laughs> yeah, the, the opposite of ratatouille. It's not making her a better chef, it's making her, yeah, a party animal. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? Sick. <laughs> Ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, no. Because, <laughs> I mean, character integrity was a bit off, because no mo- Homer's motivation to care about a snake didn't make any sense, and Bart and Lisa would just, like, do things they would like, I guess, and it didn't connect to anything. For Simpsons' go-to, this was so bland. Mm. This is my first no. But, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Nah, yeah. Uh, yes or no, would you watch this one again? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Have we covered it, BT? What would you change? I mean, I've already pitched two new ideas for this thing. Man, I just don't... Why was the character models for all the cops, the Springfield cops with French moustaches? <sighs> I just, uh, I mean, maybe I could have enjoyed that if I wasn't already kind of bored when yeah. we got here. Or if it was faster. Yeah, again, yeah. it was everything. The only bit I did get a laugh out of, because it took me a second to click, was when they cut the... Um, Homer tries to run, like, ah, I better cuff him. And they put, like, frilly cuffs on his arm. Uh, and, like, uh, I know, it took me a second. I was like, why French is cuffs. And I, ah, uh, well... I guess well done, because it didn't click immediately. I liked the police dogs. Yeah, that was funny. They're all just little French poodles. Like... But again, they overstepped it. Yep, but... Why would you bring them? They're useless. Ah, but they're so cute. You're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, Hank Azaria has been getting away with doing, you know, not that great accent work for a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he didn't get away with it in this episode with doing French Wiggum and French Lou. I mean, I appreciate how hard it must be to do a character and then do a character doing an accent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but but why? <laughs> I, I almost, I liked French Lou. French mm. Wiggum is the one that twigged me. Mm. And, I, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, well, I just didn't think it was consistent, you know? Mm. Yeah. How about you, Tom? What would you like to change? I don't even know where to start with this episode. Mostly just, just make it faster and then yeah. cut out all of the, like, random stuff like the gift giving at the end. And oh, yeah. Just give us some more Parisian content and give us some conflict mm-hmm. between Homer and Marge that isn't instantly resolved and give me the snake in Marge's hair for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Well, I liked the pitch of like Marge being alone, but you know, the rest of the family going off. But I think one of the things this episode does wrong is that they break up the family. I yeah. think a lot of the good Simpsons go to are the Simpsons, you know, working as one unit in the thing. Like, I'm thinking back to, well, Marge lists a bunch of them. Yeah. But she weirdly lists the underground jockeys one, but that happened in Springfield. And she also lists the time Bart got stranded in Knoxville, which she didn't know about. Well, so. yeah, she did. She found out at the end. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't. She got uh, the phone call. Was like, no, yeah. Bart didn't rent a car. Yeah, exactly. You think Homer lied his way out of that yes. one? <laughs> She's getting a bunch of weird phone calls oh, about all this stuff. Oh, episode no. episode ends, and she doesn't know. <laughs> That's where it ends. Hmm. We really yeah. couldn't come up with enough material on this episode, could we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Neither yeah. could they. What? We're supposed to work harder than the writers? Fuck off. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed, I do. Okay, I did like Raphael when he's the travel agent. He's like, well, let me see here. Starts typing. He's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not plugged in. The, the noise just helps me think. Like, as someone who also enjoys the clacky sound of a keyboard, mm. I, I, I agree. Marge refers to Paris as the birthplace of existentialism. Oh, Very yeah. good. Yes. Very tight. I know. But then there's this stupid bit where Homer's like, oh, first I've got to make sure the snake can breathe in there. And he looks and there's an air hole and the snake licks him in the eye. And he's like, oh, perhaps I better try the other eye. Oh, perhaps I better try the first eye. He's like, why? Like you're saying, Tom, it's just so slow. Well, yeah. it, was, it was just the entire thing from the, the hose ending from the reality TV episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, look, yeah. But at least there was a like blockage thing there. Whereas this was like, just kept looking over and over. And it's like the snake licking him as well. I've had a snake lick me before. It's not... doesn't In the eye, though? I'd imagine it'd be unpleasant, but it's mostly you're feeling the air. Yeah. It, it was it was a funny thing. I was like doing some. Uh, I used to work as a clown. I was doing some clown work at an expo, and like I was being like really animated. And I saw, yeah, there was like a reptile thing. Like we're meant to be going around handing out pamphlets and balloon animals spooking the company. And I'm like, oh, do you want me to make a balloon animal snake? I thought they just had a fake one there. Mm. And yeah, I'm like, oh, hello. You want me to make you a balloon friend? Oh my god, you're real. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous mistake. At least you didn't try to like comically bend the snake like it was a balloon. Because <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been some shtick. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You want me to turn this into a giraffe mm. or a dashund? Yep. Um, uh, there's this, the moment I realized this episode was going to suck is as soon as I get to Paris and you have the whole stupid, ah, they got away because we had a seven course meal bit. That's immediately backed up by another joke of Homer on this like wagon with all these Michelin tire guys. And Homer looks like a tire person for some reason. And then he's showing them a photo on his phone of the Springfield tire fire. And they're all like, oh no, it's a tire fire. And we're made out of tires. Ah, Mm. and it's like. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> That's your opening volley for this. You know, they're in the country now, and this is your first joke about it, and it's that. I think mm. we had synchronized size on that. <laughs> I one. think we did. We just went, ah. <laughs> Synchronized like, size. The uh, le- least interesting Olympic sport. <laughs> Sponsored by The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, man. It was, well, it was just a grave warning of things to come. Mm. My last note is the bad guys keep catching up to Homer because he keeps replying to Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. I, I liked I it like to it. begin with, but then... When, like everything else, it's just again and again and again and again. How about you, Tom? Any other notes? French Wiggum and Lou mm. kissing Homer? It was oh, very yeah. fuck me, I odd, that very visceral, very pornographic. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're really like moving his whole face around with your faces there. Mm-hmm. That's like, you're getting into that. Goodness mm. gracious. 
Also, the car is totally his. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. How long have they been living in this house? 30-something years now? So uh, Depends if you're buying into the time loop theory or if it's straight out, you know, pre-Lisa, so eight years minimum mm. Yeah, in Springfield time, which is looped. So. Well, I, I know if you squat in a house for yeah. 12 years, it becomes yours. I think yours. it's less than that, actually. It's, yeah, it's, some, it's something like that. fair amount of time, but I think it's like four years or maybe eight. Squatters' yeah. rights. Yeah, exactly. But Certainly uh, abandoned property, it's yours now. No, absolutely. I went through it when I moved into my place at Newtown, sorry, and uh, my landlord called me up and it's like, okay, the old tenants left a, a drawer and couch there. You know, we can remove it for you or you can just keep it. And I've still got that couch here yeah. <laughs> in our current place. <laughs> Good old couch. I like it because it, it was clearly from a bigger couch and mm-hmm. it doesn't have one of the armrests. So combine that with your couch, page yep, to make extra couch. Super couch. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now it's time for my final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. I could do a version of that in French if you like. <laughs> Can you? I don't know. <laughs> you don't have an accordion or a cigarette. This doesn't. <laughs> hey, I held my pen like it was a cigarette. That's the best I got. And your notebook like an accordion. <laughs> we're all doing it. Yep. Podcast <laughs> listeners, we are all doing it. Doing the notebook accordion. Give the old squeeze. Mm-hmm. They should make a combination notebook accordion. I'd buy it. <laughs> that fucking chubby dude in a tiny car song, that's like the worst Paul McCartney Beatles songs, you know? Oh, wait, that's based on something? Oh, no, no, no. That's oh, okay. just what it reminded me oh, of. okay. It was just like, bumpy dumpy dumpy dump. It was, yeah. Yeah, like, oblada, No, even that's way better than that. <laughs> it's not a good song. I like it, kind <laughs> but, of. Do you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Marge's whole thing in the restaurant with the pate and the cruel <sighs> animal list. I think, fine enough joke, I can eat pate without feeling guilty that mm-hmm. Lisa's here. Fine. Don't extend it. Jesus. Yeah, because it went on so. Because uh, then I kind of like the follow-up joke of the waiter going, "Oh, perhaps you'd like to choose something from our ultra cruel menu." But it just then went on and on and uh, on. Yeah, the coca van about the rooster being tortured and. Mm-hmm. Why send Bart out to the alley yeah. to get rid of the food? Mm. Yeah. What is that jump in logic? Or yeah, just ask the waiter to take it away. It's literally his job. And I, I get they need, wanted to lead into the models bit, but but seeing as that part sucked, I don't want them to lead into it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm realizing I hated this episode a lot more than I did. Because, yeah, and my final note, yeah, the level of writing on this one was we searched everywhere from armoire to bidet, and it's like, yeah, you really just wrote a bunch of French shit on the wall and just lazily cobbled it together. It's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just... Oh. You give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay, bronze, good silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Look, I'm failing this one. I actually walked in here at a participant because it was just more boring than anything. But the more I talk about it, it's just the more disappointed I am with it. And despite some a handful of good jokes I liked at the beginning, couldn't save this one for me. Tom, what do you reckon? Failure. Hey. I felt like I was on my phone, even though I wasn't on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it went by so quickly. Yeah. Because I just, I don't know, my consciousness faded out. <laughs> and BT, finish us off. Yeah, I was tempted to give this a, uh, because it was just so bland. And usually I reserve them to uh, failure for the ones I know I'm going to remember. When I think about it, I'm going to cringe and be like, mm, that one. Mm. And whereas this one, I feel like I'm going to mostly forget it. However, just, it's such an just lazy is my problem with it it's not even fun whiteboard writing like we do get with a lot of simpsons go-to's it's just 
this, then this, then this, and we're over. And it's like, okay, fuck was any of that. So yeah, I'm going to fail. All right. Well, this is a unanimous failure. We are giving it the, the index, index finger. finger. This will be the fourth episode from season 27 to be given the finger. It'll be joining Paths of Glory. That was that weird one with Lisa and she discovered that old plan for a loom computer. Oh, fuck, that was weird. Also joining Love is in the N202ARCO2NEHECH4. I remember hating that. Yeah, which is like Professor Frink and Homer's his wingman now. <laughs> and also uh, Treehouse of Horror 26, which is the one where Bob finally kills Bart. Right. And there's a Homer Godzilla parody and a parody of Chronicle as well, which is a movie that was written by nobody. <laughs> oh, man. I remember really enjoying that and rewatching it a bunch of times. And yeah, now I can't remember what happens. <laughs> it, it was written by Max Landis. <laughs> Why'd you say nobody? I'm confused. He is super cancelled. Oh, okay. What did he do? A lot of bad um, proposition-y stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when it didn't get what he wants, do you know who my dad is, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of stories came out about him. Lots of verified accounts. Who, right, yeah. Who's his dad? John Landis. Also famous Hollywood writer, I think. Can't remember what he does right off the top of my head, but... Directed Animal House, Blues Brothers, right. Coming to America, okay. Three Amigos. You, all you need is Blues Brothers and Three Amigos, goddamn. And he directed the music videos for Thriller and Black or White, which are songs by nobody. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a weird future with all these deleted people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's no Disney Plus for me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I really like this song. Who wrote it? Nobody. Okay. Well, it's referencing a book that nobody wrote. <laughs> and they turned it into a movie, which no one directed. <laughs> And stars, no one. All right, before we move on, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? (laughs) Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis Zivaldkard. He gave it a B, which is bronzy territory. Dennis, 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 Dennis. He's come back to being Dennis, give it a B, Perkins. Yeah, I just, every time I think I've got it, that's why he's the wild card. It is a a broken ranking. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love hate the writing on this one. Sounds like a suitably silly setup for a Simpson family trip to the City of Light. And to Courier with Love succeeds for the most part by sticking with the ordinary extraordinaries of how the Simpsons lived their lives. I think that opening sentence, he wanted to see how many times he could use S yeah. in like a sentence. Oh, yeah. Just challenging himself to alliteration, which as someone who enjoys alliteration as well, nicely done. But come on, dude. No, I actually think he did get bored with the episode and just wrote his reviewers, you know, yeah. <laughs> with as much alliteration as possible. I still kind of want to see if we can get him on. <laughs> It'll be so awkward. It's like, but at the same time. <laughs> just as long as we don't give him enough time to check out our back catalogue before booking him. <laughs> just introduce it as an entirely new podcast. Mm. So it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this is the first time we're doing any of this. Would you be a guest on our first show? Uh-huh. Well, again, it's not like we give him an offensive nickname. It's just the wild card. That's, you know, I'm yeah. sure he's aware of his own rankings. Honestly, though, I think I've seen the people that comment on his Twitter page. Like, we're nice compared to the horrors he's seen. I think, you know, we've at worst, we've just engaged in I think the worst spirited been like, journal debate. What the fuck? It's yeah. probably been our strongest offense. Anyway, it's time for our next episode where we're reviewing The Seven Beer Snitch. Do either of you guys know this episode based on title alone? Mm, seven beers snitch on Homer. The Seven Duffs? I guess. <laughs> Surly talks, oh, man. Oh, wait. Is this one where Homer becomes one of the Seven Duffs? 
Or did I like have a fever dream about that? I think you did. <laughs> cool. I think New you episode. also. That's a thing that happens. <laughs> I think. I really Homer becomes one of the seven doves. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was like briefly. It wasn't the whole episode, but I. Again, he fights with Surly. <laughs> yeah. Trouble is, we talk a lot of Simpsons in this room, and it's fairly warm in here. Yeah. And I may have my brain may be malfunctioning and spreading to Tom. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was just wondering, Matt. Did I pass around ketamine before? Is that what's <laughs> happening? Anyway, we'll watch that. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 16, Episode 14, The Seven Beer Snitch. First released in April of Ought 5, it was directed by Matthew Nastuck, written by Bill Odenkirk. In this episode, Homer goes to prison and becomes the new prison snitch, and in the B story, Snowball 2 has been secretly seeing another family and fattening up. Hey guys, what do you think? I love Chonky Snowball! <laughs> <laughs> I love I love, love Chunky Snowball doing tricks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I loved half that, actually. Yeah? The first one, they're doing, like, do your smoky shuffles. I know that's stupid. But later on, when she's riding a tricycle around, I'm like, okay, that's funny. Mm. Yeah. This was an interesting episode. This mm. was very much a teen sort of gag factory episode. Story was kind of nonsense, but I had a mostly good time with this one. Yeah, this is where I'm up to in my rewatch at the moment. Oh, so, really? Like, a- around this kind of area. And yeah, it's it's nice. Mm. It's just nice. It's, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, which, like, because season 16, this is, like, where on the index we see a distinct drop-off in quality, and it's around the time that they start production of the movie, and the, mm-hmm. and the crew's just completely split in those projects. So, yeah, good season 16 episodes are hard to come by, but, yeah, I think... Yeah. Anyway, let's hook into this questionnaire. BT, starting with you, for better or worse, what stands out? Man, what a point to two things. Snowball's little plot story doesn't end. No! <laughs> So uh, it's much happier with his new family now is where we left it. Yeah. So uh, that's odd. I think my actual note is going to be Mayor Bailey returns to have one amazing line at the end where it's like, well, we can't afford to send you back to all your old prisons, so instead we'll banish you to a garbage barge with your bare knuckle box until one of you emerges as king of your trash heap. I'm like, mm. I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I will play that video game. <laughs> Yeah, it was an odd recurrence for, yeah, Governor Bailey, because, yeah, much like the French characters, we haven't yeah. seen her since, like, season two, I think, was since, that episode. Yeah, Burns ran for mayor, probably. Oh, uh, she did show up um, when they went to, cap not Capital City, Um, you know, the Learn to Fart state, where the oh, field yeah, trip cause right. she unfurls <laughs> the flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't her voice. This was, like, just... A Tress McNeil standard voice. Uh, well, I mean, it, again, it's been so long. I don't think anyone really remembers. Yeah, no, I certainly Governor didn't. Governor Bailey's I, voice. So, yeah. That's like a month ago for me. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have been doing a big rewatch recently, eh? Yep, it's it's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't really, yeah, spoken to anyone who's like sat down and done a big rewatch. So you've done 15 mm. seasons in how long now? Just two months, I think. Like, Oof. just two months. Jeez. Yeah. Roughly. Well done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My girlfriend moved to New York. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that I had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I just looked up on the simpsons.fandom.com, which is one of my most invaluable resources for doing mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff, which I probably shouldn't say because, yeah, some would-be trolls could just edit this stuff and make me say some weird shit. I mean, if someone is going to troll the Simpsons wiki just to trip up us, yeah. <laughs> that's fans, yeah. Yeah, that's making it. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Hey, you're not you're no one until you have an arch enemy. Anyway, Governor Bailey does return again in All About Lisa, Million Dollar Maybe, and uh, Hail to the Teeth. But yeah, six appearances over the course of the show, despite being their governor. And yeah, a 15-year break. Well, to be fair, we only see our governor maybe once every four weeks. Oh, yeah. When we get a beer and hang out and go snowboarding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) May have been that ketamine again. What about you, Tom, did I ask you? What stands out to you for better or worse? What stands out to me is how much I am delighted by a fat cartoon cat. (laughs) I have, like, all through my notes, I've got fat cat written in, like, a fifth of the one page, and then snowball is fantastic on the next page. And, yeah, it just keeps going. (laughs) <laughs> and it just goes on like this now I, I gotta say i am looking forward to making some of the gifts for this one like yeah snowball getting in the hammock and mm-hmm. yeah like you said before riding around in the track doing the smoky shuffle yep it's just cute it's nice it's mm. nice and cute mm. but yeah, it, it, chubby cats are adorable but yeah i it is weird how the story just ends like without snowball like remembering why she loves the simpsons yeah. in, in the first place nope She's just as happy at that place, and apparently Bart's going to be visiting there every day now. Yeah, the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, not Bart, sorry. Shoes butt back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird bit I did quite like him trying to come up with names. Looking for his turtle, apron boobs face. <laughs> he just looks up this lady and is like, hey. yeah. yeah. No, i got to say, the jokes are pretty solid in this one, and yeah, what stands out to me is all the jokes about the building, yeah, designed by Frank Gehry, who apparently I was reading in my research actually still get shit for this episode because like i don't know if you guys know but yeah he is a famous architect i mean i assumed architect that does what these kind of buildings with the wacky arrangements and all Mm. and yeah like people going were you really inspired by a crumpled up bit of paper no that was a simpsons joke yeah (laughs) wow people are stupid yeah. I quite liked all of his bits. Yeah, especially when he first reads the letter from Mars, he's like, nope, not doing that, then scrunches up and throws it away. Like, yeah. Hey. And that's his inspiration. Yeah, I quite like any any guest character can really take the piss out of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, especially when the well has run this dry that they're not reaching out to so many actors and musicians these days that they're like, all right, what other profession? Architects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's niche. And I also really like the idea of having like a fun prison design like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Why are they always going to be so sad? Yeah, it, it's not like the tower experiment. It's more just, hey, what if you all lived in cool architecture? Would mm. you be happier? The yeah, tower maybe. experiment, that one where they can never be sure if they're the ones being watched. Yeah. Yeah, I've read about that. It's mm. apparently psychologically traumatic. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked sort of the whole conceit with this that, yeah, let's build something for fine arts. And mm. yeah, the town of Springfield's like, oh no, we heard the bum, 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 bum bit. Yeah. We're out of here. <laughs> And then the progression of it, that it becomes a porno theater (laughs) and then somewhere for Dave Brenner to perform. (laughs) Rest in peace. So, play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Zero. Oh, really? I certainly have no memory whatsoever of ever seeing this before. So, it was fantastic. Every Mm. every minute was like a new little discovery. Mm. There you go. No, 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 no. Really? Yes. Stop being so surprised at this. <laughs> yeah, I've broken like three monocles now. Got to watch them. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I've seen this a handful of times and it's surprising because, yeah, season 16, like I said before, it doesn't do well on the index. It's hmm. not one that I return to that much. But yeah, somehow seen this a bunch. But yeah, anyway. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Oh my, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Homer P- 
Puffs Butter at one point to prove he's not on drugs. Go figure. Puffs Butter. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yep. <laughs> uh, and though I do, it's whack I quite liked where they're, you know, watching Snowball 2 kind of sneak out of the yard saying, we need to follow her, see where she's going. It's like, I don't know, I think the dog's up to something. He's yeah. flying around in like a Snoopy biplane. <laughs> yeah. like, one thing at a time, Bart. <laughs> Which is, Marge has the Snoopy stationery. Mm. Ah, Snoopy Who playlist. Who do we think got it for her? Uh-huh. The dog. That's, that's, that's where the dog got the idea, perhaps. And a- actually, speaking of like connections, yeah, yeah, the opening of this, yeah, they're in, when they're in Shelbyville, and it's like, wow, it's so nice being in Shelbyville. There's a place that just sells shoes, just yeah. like Paris. <laughs> Masterfully done. Oh, I was trying to remember the context, but yeah, someone mentions a French monarch during when they're chasing after Homer at the uh, end. Oh, yeah, when they're chasing after Homer, and he's like, no, I just did what I had to do to survive. Survive like a French monarch. Ah. And we all know how they ended up. <laughs> There's a saying with that. Off with their somethings. Cake, probably. Off with their cake. And yeah, that's when Homer's like, fly, Segway, fly. Which is just leading back to the actual Segway guy's death. Yeah? He died on a Segway. He drove off a cliff. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he drove off a cliff by accident. And it, I mean, he died. accident. Yeah. But on a Segway. Yeah. That's amazing. I thought you couldn't get hurt on those things. You can if you drive off cliffs. Yeah. Or if you're George W. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, just going back to the whole Shelbyville thing, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love hoot, their hoot, play. Hoot, hoot, hoot. <laughs> I've never heard such hateful hooting. <laughs> I feel like that's, oh that's the God. standard interaction with the Springfield character in their plays. Yeah. And he's famous enough they all know to hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Springfield Billy. This is kind of making me sad. That's that's the thing between my partner and I. You Aww. hooted each other? Yeah, we hooted each other. Okay, that's very weird. I'm I'm very, not, I'm of just... all things to come up in an episode. <laughs> I know, right? Wait, I'm carry on without me. I'm, I'm looking for something. <laughs> You're looking for a hoot? <laughs> I am, in fact. Yeah. Um, uh, another weird French connection huh. uh, yeah. was also, there's a, I saw in an oversimplified video which was talking about the French Revolution, there was a sect of, you know, uh, revolutionaries that called themselves the Owls, because apparently the leader could just do a super good owl impersonation. Okay. So he was all like, hoot, 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 hoot. <laughs> and it's like, well, that's our name. Yeah. We're French. I guess this is how this works. I just searched Facebook Messenger, 200 plus results for the just the word hoot. <laughs> wow. Mm, yeah. You guys really hoot each other. Yeah. <laughs> they were hooting heavy. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Cell five. Yeah, you weren't it. Very sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was sort of a mixed bag. Like, I really didn't like the Cletus involvement in this episode. I generally don't. Yeah. But... At least Cletus wasn't talking about meth and incest. I, I actually laughed. It was a genuinely funny Cletus joke. Yeah. Like the reversifying glass. Yeah. Everyone was so incredibly wordy this episode. It was mm. fantastic. I think we've just been soured on Cletus because so much of his HE stuff is, oh, I do meth and bang my sister. Mm. And it's like, yeah. Uh, at like le- at least it wasn't that. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah, there were a lot of good stuff in Shelbyville. Like, there were so many good sign gags as well. And like, Equus featuring Sideshow Mel. <laughs> oh, I would see that in a heartbeat. <laughs> God, he's so theatric. <laughs> It's been so long since mm. I've seen that show. You yeah. saw it? Oh, yeah. With Radcliffe? Not with Radcliffe, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Horsey Potter. Uh, any other wackiness? They use wrecking, have construction crews start to assemble the scaffolding, then have wrecking balls just yeah. bash it into shape. I quite like that. 
Yeah, yeah. Build the solid structure and then just Frank Gary with yeah. giant wrecking balls. And usually we don't like when Marge is portrayed as stupider than she really is, but we really got some good lines here where, you know, she's written to him on uh, Snoopy Stationery and then he's there and it's like, and I did this all because a letter of one little girl. I was like, no, I wrote that. So you wrote, you're the bestest architect ever. Well, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I got a real good laugh out of that. Yeah. Uh, and stupid Springfield as well. The newspaper joke: God steals son. Mayor offers sacrifices. <laughs> I did. Not. People stop thinking of us as a town that's scared by eclipses. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't really hooked into Homer's little prison snitching angle. Yet. I'll, I'll be honest. That was like the most boring part. Surprisingly, yeah? Yeah. Homer being a prison snitch is actually a downside for this episode. Everything else was a lot, a lot of fun. Oh, okay. That was the A plot, wasn't it? Technically, again, it's one of these episodes where it took a very long road to get there and the B story sort of only helps to muddle it a bit. So, mm -hmm. yeah, most of it only takes place in, like, the second half of the episode. Well, I think, because it's, okay, so he snitches a bunch and everyone gets angry at him, they go try to kill him, and the resolve of that is the prison guards come in and stop it. Yeah. You know, the thing that would happen, happens. Mm. Yay. But, yeah, I didn't even mind that so much, you know? I didn't mind. It was just, like, but that's why I feel like we've got nothing to really touch on in yeah. terms of, like, discussion. I think I have, like, three notes on Homer being a snitch. Oh, right. Because I liked how the story developed where it originally started out that Homer thought that Snake had hurt himself. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of how he fell into it. And yeah. I liked a lot of the sort of elaborate gifts that he would get. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah, when Marge comes to visit him. Oh, it's a Tiffany's book. And something from Tiffany's in it. Yeah, the kind of implication that maybe he's just given her the bag before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very good move to get, yeah, an expensive jewellery box and a not-so-expensive jewellery. Who's gonna know? <laughs> you know, uh, when's this episode gonna come out? Oh, next week, so... Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, tip from the Simpsons Index to all you cheapskates out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says I love you like... Uh plastic plated ring in a tiffany's box <laughs> <laughs> tiffany's box came up jewelry mm. i have zero notes about homer snitching yeah see wow it's okay. like despite again despite being the a plot it surprisingly lacks impact my my whole head and heart is just full of fat cat <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's fair that's, it's beautiful that's why it was shocking to you that this was the a plot because in your heart <laughs> fat cat mm -hmm. <laughs> chunky snowball one bit of wackiness which like made me think that yeah, the a bit of the clunkiness in the story in this episode was the CSI can. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the joke when Wiggum's all, you know, let's get that can down to the CSI, do some close-up shots, and then shots from the can's perspective, and then it does it, and he's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, but that implies you know there's a camera there. Yeah. Flashy, it means nothing. Mm. Take that, CSI. And the shot from inside the can, like, look cool, but why are we doing this? But the thing that made me think that it was a bit clunky is that Homer had already tested positive for drugs. Mm. Surely that was that going to be incarcerated. The, yeah, not digging up an obscure law. To, like that just seemed like a couple of unnecessary extra steps, especially when I don't think the whole obscure law thing actually led to much. But yeah. being on drugs isn't illegal. No, that's true. But yeah, I think that should have been at least the path to him getting arrested. Like, it seems like an unnecessary extra step for the can thing, is all I'm saying. Yeah, because we just need that other thing. I mean, the scene where they're like, oh, we don't have enough prisoners. We got to get, let's reinstate some wacky laws and start enforcing those. And that's how we get Homer there. Yeah, I agree. It's just by the time we get there, we don't have enough for Homer to do anything. Yeah. 
And especially because it's well within your right if your P-test comes up full of drugs or whatever, you are allowed to request another one. That's just a thing across the board, so... Maybe he was out of pee. <laughs> well, the funny thing about pee is you can never really run out. Really? Oh, you robot. You've got so much to learn. Yeah, I dried up years ago. Yeah. Wow. Like, you can only install so much into a Terminator so it looks real, and then after that, you're out. So... All I have left is vomit and mucus. Mm. Yeah. I used to be full of piss and vinegar. Now it's just vinegar. Have I suddenly got two robots in the thing? Beep. What do you mean? <laughs> Tom, you're reminding me of the robot from the end of that King Gizzard album. Anyway, <laughs> how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? Yeah, it was none. I mean, I guess a little bit of Lisa's love for Snowball too, because it doesn't resolve. It's like, all right, Cat's happier with his family. The end. Mm, Cat's happy. Yep. Yeah. Tubby I, and happy and adorable. I had some like minor bumps just for Fat Cat, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even with Homer and Marge, like, I actually, you know what, I'm going to say there is some heart there with Marge sort of explaining to Homer, these are people whose lives you made worse. Mm. And I think that's a very good point because... Yeah, he uh, never snitched on anything important. He was yeah. like snitching that Dredderick Tatum had an old gang tattoo. And I did, like, Dreddick Tatum's old gang was the Galactic Mystery Solvers. There's your heart. (laughs) Uh, The The only thing we couldn't solve was how not to grow up. That's so sweet. I know. Actually, very, very minor bump, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, when Lisa says, oh, that's the smell of a real family, there's dead raccoons in the walls and we're saving up to find them. (laughs) That was actually kind of touching. Yeah. Just fucking sad. Mm. Touching. <laughs> oh, that poor, poor family. I like poor Simpsons. Well, <laughs> let's reflect that with some awkward Simpsons of, uh, remember when we thought mom was having an affair? Turns out she was going to the library to cry. Oof. Now she bottles up her emotions like the rest of us. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and that sort of makes it even more disappointing in the end. You know, Marge sort of had this heartfelt moment and I even feel like it was kind of undercut by, yeah, the prisoners getting gassed. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be the prisoner going to be like, ah, we can't make this man suffer anymore, just like he did to us. That's not the prisoner way. Yeah. Or something like that, seeing, you know, him desperately clinging to his wife and whatever. I do will say, for running into a gas chamber, they didn't get gassed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it felt like the obvious turn, right? But I wish they lent into that a bit more and sort of, because that, that is a thing, you know, prisoners need to break the laws. It's got to be fucking hard in there. And Depends which ones. Good point. Uh, Can't just say blanket prisoners can break All laws. prisoners deserve good things. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Mm, yeah, I guess technically Homer gets a new job. Yeah, just, I, I think it just took too long to get around to it. But yeah, no integrity breaks or anything. Other than Marge being a little dumber than Marge normally is. But again, it was funny. So Yeah, I think... You lot. can't nod on a podcast. <laughs> Strong yes, then. I, I was just thinking, I'm trying to remember what episode it was. But like a season or mm. like a two seasons back, maybe, Joma get... Joma? Joma. Wow. I, I really know my... It's sen- spreading around. <laughs> I, I know my have I know my Samsons. <laughs> <laughs> Homer gets the job as the guard when Bart is in juvie. Mm. Oh, of course. Yeah, the wandering juvie and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Anyway, yeah, it's that one, right? And he runs mm. away with the girl prisoner and they're handcuffed. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, no, very sweet episode. Fun little that flip. One. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of playlists going then. Yeah, Homer prison guard, Homer yeah. in prison, yeah. Homer job. And we're not even Simpsons up- in prison. <laughs> and we're not even up to the playlist question yet. We will be soon because first we ask, yes, no, would you watch it again? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there maybe isn't anything more to mine, but I'm not turning it off, so... 
Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this season now so I can rewatch this episode in particular. But yeah, I'd watch it again, and if we'd watch it again, we'd think about what playlist we'd put this in. So yeah, Homer Job, Homer Prison, Simpsons in Prison, Homer Escaping from Prison, and... Mr. Uh, Burns Owning New Things. Snowball episode. Yeah, mm. we have so few of those. Yeah. <laughs> And Adorable fat animals. That's why <laughs> she leaves. He leaves. They leave. Yeah, it's a she. Wait, is it? I, I think, think there's it's a bit a of. He. I think there's a bit of a contention on this. I feel like we've looked it up before because we weren't sure. Yeah. Again, Snowball Two comes up that little that. Um, I'm yeah, pretty probably... sure it's been said to have been female before. I feel like they've also referred to it as a he as well. Yeah, like I was watching an episode recently. It was definitely a he. Mm. But uh, yep, okay. The Simpsons have said both themselves. So. Yeah, and no, I was sure because I know there's that episode, uh, Lisa's date with density, where she tries putting the cat. She does the cutest thing, and yeah, like, you know, and def- I've definitely heard he as well. So interesting, gender fluid. <laughs> gender fluid, fluid cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> gender fluid chonky cat. Thundercooker <laughs> <laughs> Falcon Bird. <laughs> Any other playlists? Fat Tony. Oh, yeah. One yeah. of the guest stars for this episode, Joe Mantegna. Yeah. And actually, uh, reoccurring guest voice actors as well. Charles Napier returns again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we last heard him on Fat and the Furriest as the animal hunter. If you've watched season 15, you would have seen this one with Homer and the bear. Uh, oh yeah yeah Yeah, charles napier plays the guy that like shoots the eagle out of the sky and then eats him (laughs) on a sandwich in like one bite yeah (laughs) but yeah charles napier for those that don't know is like the army general in fucking everything yeah if you can't get lee um erming yeah yeah you get charles napier yeah and charles napier just has ultra straight teeth it's unsettling how straight (laughs) his teeth are Anyway. He any, probably uh, yelled at them until they got in line. Yeah. <laughs> so, BT, what would you like to change? Um, Just spend more time on Homer being a prison snitch. And maybe have him snitch on more things. Like, what else does he do? I can't even remember. Other than the Dredderick Tatum one. I can't even remember what else he does. There's the riot? Yeah, he, but it wasn't the riot a fake the, the, out. Yeah, that was a So that yeah, was a his ruse. comeuppance. It was already them getting revenge for something. Like, at that's, least a montage of him, you know, snitching. That's true, because, yeah, there's the Dredrick Tatum thing, and then after that, there's the scene with the prisoners discussing about they're going to take him down. Yeah, there's not enough stuff. So, you know, get Homer into prison sooner, maybe with, you know, like we were talking about, just having the drug test thing be enough, even though mm. technically it's not, but fuck it. Just, yeah, spend more time on him in prison doing stuff. And I do like the angle of... A lot of these things aren't, you know, they might be against the rules, but they're not bad per se. They're just ways prisoners, you know, get by. Like, especially Tatum just has an old tattoo. It's like, that's not really wrong. It's already there. What's he going to do? Take it off. Yeah. Just just (laughs) slip it off and put it in a drawer. Yeah. And just because that I felt was the weakest part. It's the part we all have the least amount of notes on because it just blitzed by so quickly. So more of that. And I think there's a better episode there. Yeah, th- there's the whole extended sequence of them all talking about, it, like, who is the switch? Oh, no, I'm the rat. He's the rat. He's the... <laughs> I did actually quite like yeah. that. Like, yeah, because they're saying, you know, no, I thought he's the pigeon. Uh, isn't he the canary? And... No, the canary's the mole. <laughs> <laughs> we work in a business with a rich lexicon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that we can agree on, yeah. <laughs> Although I will be, a, I'm a little disappointed because Johnny Tightlips goes, I know who the snitch is, it's that guy. It's like, no, no, he should be, I should know who the snitch is, I ain't telling. Yeah, there's a character integrity break. Yeah. Johnny Tightlips opened his damn mouth. He talked about something. <laughs> How about you, Tom? What would you like to change? Yeah, honestly, much the same as BT. Like, a little bit more on Homer. But yeah, yeah honestly, I had a whale of a time. I don't know what it was. Everything just clicked for me. Not a canary or a pigeon or a mole of a time? (laughs) No. 
No. <laughs> we yeah. do not have a rich lexicon. <laughs> nah, mate. <laughs> nah, it's fucked, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, as for what I'd change... Look, this episode is pretty haphazard. There's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to see if there's a bit more you can do with the whole Shelbyville thing, but... And the building itself, like, I think it's actually a good angle of Mr. Burns buying it up and making a prison out of it. And I do agree with you, Tom. I love Chunky Snowball. So, like, I kind of wanted a bit more of that story because, yeah, it's all of three, four scenes and, you know, Snowball's not even in one of them. Mm. And, yeah, so that's a bit disappointing. Like, yeah, this episode could honestly, you could break the ideas up and maybe make two or three episodes out of it, to be honest. Yeah, so we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? Don't I always? So like with their, oh, it's Shelbyville's famous theatre district. Let's see a play. Well, we need to compromise. Yeah. It'll be a play, but it won't be one Lisa doesn't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I do, and I love the line of, I thought there was legalised gambling here. I saw a bumper sticker that said, free to bet. Like, that's... It's fun. I want to make hooting a cheaper like <laughs> Heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we now hoot instead of boo. <laughs> yeah, I do like when they're discussing the prison, like, we need to update up Dungeonarium. Ha, Dungeonarium, catchy. Yeah. Yeah, so they're called Dungeonariums, and we hoot now. One line that was uh, very politically charged in an otherwise gloss over an episode was, uh, well, we're going to have to up the ante here. We're going to get real Guantanamo. Let's get some wires, yeah. some hoods, and someone who can really point at genitals. I was like, ooh. Yeah, and then they had Smithers like, oh, you, your man's right here. And I can like, point at genitals. That yeah. was not the line I thought you were oh, going to go for. What, what were you, you thinking think? I was going to say? I haven't seen so many drugs in a wang since I ran a Chinese opium den. Yep. And just to hit the trifecta of problematic jokes that I did not <laughs> like in this episode was the cat food's name was Binge and Purr. Mm. Binge and Purr. It's taken me until now to get that. Yeah. I'm I'm on a whole Monday wavelength. <laughs> it's fair, man. Uh, my last note is there's a meme somewhere that's like uh, a Reddit post. Someone just says... Uh, I'm a peddler of chubby cat pics. And the next person's like, show me your wares. And it just has a bunch of chubby cat pics. And it's like, I have coins, traveler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Tom? Any other notes? I got the balls of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an awesome place to specify to kill someone. Uh, yeah. and... Uh, oh, and I probably only learned, I don't know, five, four, five years ago. Anyway, way too late that the balls of the feet aren't like down the bottom. They're like up near the toesies. It's, that's the heel, not the ball. Yeah. But it looks less like a ball anyway. I know, man, but anatomy doesn't make sense. Much like most science, it's all just made up. <laughs> I, I did really enjoy Marge going full Ayn Rand with um it's like giving birth to a child of steel and glass. <laughs> it's it's like Ayn Rand talking about trains. Yeah. <laughs> Was it all a dream? Yeah, we had this what discussion. Because we get to like a mid credit sequence where Homer runs in saying the building is structurally unsound and Bart's like, You just fell asleep watching the Blazing Inferno. To which, mm. yeah, you, you felt was a suggestion that it was all just a dream. And I initially didn't think so, but I do you think you have some there. It's possible. Well, because all the seats get ripped out when it's a prison and it doesn't stop being a prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't stop being a prison building. There's there's no reason why it would go back to being a concert hall. So 
Yeah, it's weird. Like, Simpsons have very rarely done this where they've done the post-credits scene that clearly happened, like, earlier in the episode. And, yeah, yeah, it was clearly a deleted scene, but they loved so much that they had to keep in the episode somehow. There is precedent for them doing that. Um, I think it's the episode where they go to Epcot with the teachers' convention and Homer starts singing a song and walks off. What did I think of the pie? (laughs) And Marge's like, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Uh, It was just, like, a deleted scene they kept in. Yeah, so... Yeah, maybe it is a teens era thing. Like, it definitely didn't happen in the classics. But yeah, it's just a weird thing. And like, it just felt especially jarring at the end of the episode. All right, time for my final notes. <laughs> Don't go now. Next is an atonal piece by Philip Glass. <laughs> uh, medley by Philip Glass. Atonal medley. Mm-hmm. God fucking damn. <laughs> and the band runs out. <laughs> yeah, even the band ran away. In Homer's job interview, he's like, well, you didn't pass high school and you've challenged me to a fight six times now. Make it seven. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. And like that he's like, all right, yeah, you're qualified. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, privatization of prisons is bullshit. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Just had to throw that out there because the episode kind of didn't. Mm. Which is kind of why I think they put the weird bringing up. Uh, weird laws and making yeah. sure we keep the prisons packed so we can keep making money. I feel yeah. like that that's why they wanted to put that in rather than just making it a drug test yeah. thing. Yeah, it's rule fucked. Yeah, it's kind of the surprising thing. Yeah, this episode is like hitting on a couple of social issues like that. It's so and not, lightly. <laughs> yeah, and not making enough of a thing out of it or having like a nuanced take. Yeah, We want you to be a rat. You mean eat cheese and gnaw on electrical wires? Like, it was a dumb joke, but I do like how Homer goes num 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 and then like flickers his eyebrows a little. I've never seen him make that eyebrow <laughs> movement before. It was crazy. His whole eyeball like yeah. popped. 15 whole seasons. There's still more to learn. Well, Simpsons don't actually have much of an emphasis on the eyebrows. Like, yeah, true. I remember someone sort of explaining it like that one of the things with animation is that with character models, like when you're trying to choose a style, it's mm. sometimes what makes it distinct is what you choose to leave out of the character. Yeah, for sure. Like in the Bob's Burgers, no one has teeth. Mm. And yeah, in the Simpsons, yeah, just confirming it, no one has eyebrows. Like, mm, yeah. Except Millhouse. Except Millhouse <laughs> and his mom. And the Van Houtens, yeah. And she doesn't really have eyebrows. She just glues them on. <laughs> and in that scene as well, Homer did a bunch of whisper snitchy jokes, which were bad. Mm. I go to the movies alone. I'm the new I snitch. do that all the time. I'm not going to snitch about that. <laughs> not even if you get a little hat? <laughs> if I get a little hat. <laughs> I like the little hat. I yeah. get free popcorn because I do it so often. Yeah. Nice. nice. How do you manage that? Uh, Tell me your secrets. I go to... We are not sponsored by this cinema a lot. Okay. <laughs> we could be that cinema. Wink, wink. <laughs> Ken Propman goes, finally, we can use our thermal cam. You used it before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Homer was turning around and around, soaking his own juices. <laughs> also, the, the opening line for that is fantastic. We've heard about a laugh riot, but yeah. what's this? A, a prison, prison riot. riot. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed that. And I've got a note here that I don't remember what it was meaning. Horse cornet? Oh, bang. It immediately yeah. came. They feed us horse meat and jockey meat. And then they do it. Hey, we buy from the finest meat suppliers or mm. whatever. And then the shot of the crate. And then, yeah, a racing cornet. It's just weird joke. Like... The, yeah. yeah, the cornet sort of felt very cartoony. And, and it has know. its own music, basically. I, I think it was, it felt like a last minute thing to put on, to make up for the sign gag, people not knowing that that's a race course. Yeah, mm. yeah, actually, that's a good point. All right, it's time to rank this thing. Tom, your turn to go first. Silver. Silver. And why? Because I liked it. I, I don't know. It, a silver for Snowball. 
Yeah, a silver for Snowball, a silver for those kind of weird episodes that the central plot doesn't actually make all that much sense, but the entire thing is just so quick that you forget about Mm. anything that's bad. It goes by quickly. There are jokes in here that made me, like, properly cack myself. (laughs) I I, kind of put this in the same sort of echelon as the reality TV episode that we were Mm. talking about before. Oh, yeah. That is, like, packed full of awesome jokes. The ending sucks a little bit. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's great. Yep. All right, BT. Man, I feel like this one's got like a participant plot, but some bronze jokes, and I'm just trying to figure out where I land on that. Ooh. I'm going to lean up, I think, and say bronze overall. I do really like hooting <laughs> and calling prisons dungeonariums. Bronze um, for hoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, the critical analysis part of me wants to go bronze, but God, I had a silver fun to... Yeah, I think I'm exact feelings on you on that, mm. but I'm like one rank above. That's usually what happens. Uh, I'm going to try the BT trick and saying I'm both. Yep. I give this episode a bronze. I give this episode a silver. Which one felt true, Elliot? Reach into your heart. <laughs> Search your feelings. Uh, bronze. Uh, it's just because, like... Man, if, I don't know, if 10% more, that's all, like, mm-hmm. it, it was a very close one. All right, this will be a shiny bronze, and, oh, it'll be the first episode from season 16 to be called a shiny bronze. Wow. Wow? I was like, I was a mix of wow, and then I ran out of steam. <laughs> I was like, is, yeah, is, was that more of your French? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't, like, doing a lot of vocal fry with it, then no. Mm. <laughs> wow. All right, well, yeah, first shiny bronze from season 16, but from other episodes we've given a shiny bronze, 30 Minutes Over Tokyo, another mm-hmm. Simpsons go-to episode. Yep. Beyond Blunderdome, the one with racist-ass Melly Gibsons. Mm-hmm. Days of Wine and Dozers, when Barney gets sober. Oh, and it'll also be joining the Mook, the Chef, the Wife, and her Homer, which actually has continuity with this episode. Really? Set up in this episode, because Fat Tony sees Marge, and it's like, oh, oh yeah. she's the yeah woman who drives my son home sometimes. Oh, you're Michael's dad. Mm. And then, yeah, later on in the season 18 episode, Michael would be a big character mm. in oh, that episode. Oh, this is pre-Michael. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, tiny little throwaway bit of continuity that they decided to run with two seasons later. All right. Well, that about does it for this episode. Now we are going all the way back to the start of the classic era where we're reviewing season one's Crepes of Wrath. We'll be seeing the return of those two characters that I forgot the name of and didn't write down. (laughs) Those guys. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 1, Episode 11, The uh, Crepe... Is it The Crepes? It doesn't matter. Crepes of Wrath. First released in April of 1990, it was directed by Wes Archer and Milton Gray, written by George Meyer, Sam Simon, and John Schwarzwelder. I told you, I don't trust you with that anymore. And it was also written by John John Schwarzwelder. Biddy. I will stab you. (laughs) I will stab you in all the hearts you have, black as they are. Yeah, weirdly, this episode had four writers, by the way. So I was telling the truth, but then, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this is why I don't trust you. Press cross. In this episode, this is the one where Bart goes on the student exchange student program and goes to France while the Simpsons get an Albanian kid named Adil who is selling secrets back to his government. Guys, what'd you think? It's all right. 
It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> nice. For real, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you were saying in the break that um, my shocking revelation is that I started my rewatch where I've gotten up to season 15 so far. I watched a couple of the Tracy Ullman show clips and then I skipped straight to season two because yeah. I'm a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> season one is, is patchy. It's, yeah, got its highs, got its lows. Yeah, I mean, I think it really runs the spectrum of not mm. failure, but definitely participant to cubic zirconia moments. And it's amazing, like, just to see how this juggernaut of a show started out like this. And, yeah. God, yes. But, you know, the, the season one, it's got quite a charm about it. Mm. You know, uh, it's almost unfortunate we don't get to revisit it as much as other seasons because it's half as long. But, yeah. Anyway, we're starting out the questionnaire. BT, what stands out to you from this episode? So this whole thing gets kicked off when Bart drops a cherry bomb into the toilets and that explodes when Agnes Skinner's sitting on them. I know that Agnes Skinner is much nicer before this incident. Perhaps, you know, being flung into the roof (laughs) gave her some brain damage and she's been cruel ever since. Or just made her bitter. Yeah, maybe. That's a hot take. I'm down for it. She was like, this Bart seems so sweet. You're always talking bad about him. Yeah, she's a very nice... She's wandering around the school. And I thought the first time we really were introduced to Skinner's mother was, um, you know, the whole psycho bit where he just looks up and goes, well, there's mother now watching me. Mm. You know, that whole bit. Uh, But no, she's in season one and she's there and she's a lovely old lady. Yeah. But something twists, something snaps, <laughs> something turns into the cruel Agnes we know, from the Lamb of God to Hellspawn itself. Something changed in her that day. Some think it was the cherry bomb. <laughs> or maybe just a really good colon cleanse can just bring out your best size, <laughs> or your worst. <laughs> That's like she got a reverse colon cleanse, because yeah. that would have been all like the pipes going back yep. up. Oh, yikes. And then she was backed up for the rest of her life. <laughs> I think we've cracked this one. Yep. So yeah, you hit on it. This is the first appearance of Agnes Skinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also that Skinner's nickname is Spanky. <laughs> Spanky. Yep. <laughs> very cute. How about you, Tom? What stands out to you for better or worse? This was a very political episode. Mm. Very, very, very political Subtly episode. so as well. Yeah. Mm. Just the machine of capitalism being... <laughs> Oiled by the blood of the, the workers. Wh- <laughs> yeah, that's a Homer line. I know. Well, Homer, I think he got it from a deal. But I do like, you know, a deal is arguing that five percent of U.S. citizens control ninety-five percent of the wealth in the country. It's like huh, that number has grown. Yep, and shrunk. It's now one percent or two. Yeah. And it's interesting that Lisa's arguing against capitalism because, yeah, she's so staunchly anti-capitalist so uh, much later in the seasons. Mm -hmm. And she's doing the whole land of opportunity thing. And I guess maybe it's the Washington episode where she flips on that thing. Yeah, makes sense. But, yeah, very politically charged. I don't know enough about Albania to know if this should be offensive or not. Like... I've got no clue. No clue over here. I did really like the line of, uh, their main export is furious political thought. And then Homer's like, political what? (laughs) Like, that's some good commentary. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm very much Homer in this situation. (laughs) Like, Mm. I'm so uneducated. There is a movie, and I wish I could remember what it is. And it's just where they're like, they have to, like, come up with some big political scandal. They decide to blame Albania. And they're like, but why? Why not? Do you know anything about them? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Why not Albanians? Well, apparently Albania was chosen because, as a tribute to John Belushi, one of the writers thought mm. it, it'd be nice to tribute John Belushi's Albanian heritage by including them. Yeah, and come to think of it, I think the movie Wag the Dog is about faking a war in Albania. Albania features it a lot. I'm not. I'm starting to believe it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. 
Albania. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, what's a list of countries? Um, I don't think I've heard of much about this one. Yeah. You yeah. started the A's. Yeah, pretty much. And just, I don't know a single thing about it. I don't know where it is. I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting choice. And especially, you know, in contrast, we're going with France, which everyone knows things about France. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah. whiteboard write about Albania. And if you did, no one would get it. <laughs> Yeah, so very interesting as well, exploring this thing of this kid that was, yeah, feeding American secrets of nuclear power back to his government. And yeah, what stands out to me from this episode, and yeah, just to tie it back in with the first episode we were doing today, the characters of Cesar and Ugolon. Oh, fuck. I- <laughs> God damn it. I didn't write it down again. Ugolin. 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 Cesar and Ugolin. One of the main reasons that I pivoted from doing the original episode we were doing tonight is because, you know, those characters featured so prominently in that HD era episode that I was like, they don't sound like they did back here. I really, like, want to know, because I haven't seen this episode in so long. I wanted to point and compare, and, Mm. yeah, the voices were so different. Yeah. I know what really threw me is, like, they brought these characters back whose only relationship was with Bart, and Mm. Bart never saw them. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't even think about it at the time. That episode is now worse. Uh, well, I mean, it can't get much worse being a unanimous failure. But... I mean, I can hate it more. <laughs> the briefcase could have been full of antifreeze. Uh-huh. <laughs> Special American antifreeze. Yeah. But yeah, imagine that if they tied Bart back into that story. And it wasn't just like I was saying before. Yeah, I wish Bart was more a part of that story because... Yeah, and now maybe, there's another reason that he should have been part of that maybe story. Maybe the Simpsons land and they're all like, it's that kid. Let's go get him. Let's get our revenge. It's a little Sideshow Bob-esque, but fuck it. Yeah, so uh, what do we think about these characters in this episode anyway, uh, without thinking about the tainted HD era? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're appropriately awful. Mm. <laughs> you very much feel for Bart in this one. And yeah, it's all about the story in this one. Some jokes really land. I think the jokes that landed were bigger and got a much bigger laugh from the room, but there weren't terribly many of them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I thought, like, this story sort of did a weird backflip where I thought it did a very good job of sort of not trying to paint with broad strokes and say a thing about the French as a whole. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, these are two bad people. And then when Bart, you know, gets help from all these people and then gets awards for catching out these criminals and then comes back and he's like, basically, I met one nice French person. Like, what? Yeah, it was a French cop who only cared that they put antifreeze in the wine, not that they were abusing a child. So, one nice French person. Yeah, so I thought that was a pretty shitty thing about this episode. So. But they're all like, yay, he saved our wine. We're fine with the, you know, enslavement of children, but wine. Hmm. Yeah, see? Play count. How many times have you seen this episode before tonight? Many. Probably a lot, but I can't remember. It, yeah, it's one that I've well. definitely seen a lot and then not seen it for a very long time. Yeah, I've seen it a lot in theory. Mm. Yeah. Oh, ditto. Like, I really haven't revisited season one because, you know, it is fairly clunky, but yeah, definitely back when it was in syndication, I saw this episode so much and I remember so many parts of it. And, like, there are so many lines that have stuck with me so hard. Like, when Bart is picking the grapes and he's like, good, now do it a, a million, million times. times. I think about this any time I've got a tedious job to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good. You've watched one dish. Now do it a million times. 
How about the wackiness of this episode? Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? I mean, when Bart's riding to the, his new home in France, they go through all these classic French paintings. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty nice. Those yeah. visual references. It went from the very kind of subtle, like the Monet Bridge, and then you get into... um. Yeah, that was an interesting thing, because especially, like, The Simpsons in these early seasons weren't actually big up on the visual jokes. Mm. Like, obviously, it's just a series starting out, an animated one at that, so... Yeah, it's mostly serviceable, so it is nice when you see these visual jokes in. Hmm. Yeah. Especially, I like that thing where Bart was like looking at the wine bottle and the transition to the yeah. the derelict house. Mm. As someone that sells a lot of wine, I can say all French wine bottles have just a photo of the chateau on it, mm. and that's it. And they need to fucking stop, because it makes them really hard to tell them apart. And they already have <laughs> names I can't pronounce anyway, so France, get your fucking label game together. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. And put barcodes on things. You're not too good for barcodes, you jerks. <laughs> Sorry, it's really annoying. But it'll get in the way of the florid description. I don't care. <laughs> or please just have batch numbers that actually yeah. are, you're able to find them on mm-hmm. the bottle. Yep. A lot and, of gripes about French wine. And stop putting antifreeze in it. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. But again, it's all grape water. Just stop pretending. I will fight you to the death on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fought to the death. So were there any other wacky moments that stood out to you in this episode? I didn't have any. Well, I don't actually know if that happens with cherry bombs, but that's just me not knowing a lot about explosives. But that's absolutely the classic prank of cherry bombs. So that's always Is what it? happens in cartoons when they flush a cherry bomb. Yeah. Ah, I, always, I always thought of like the letterbox thing. Like, oh, yeah, you put it in too. the letterbox and then you, you put the flag up because that's an American thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And then the mailman opens and... No, it would already be exploded. They're not, you know, mines. Look, if I discovered anything from cartoons, the explosion happens at the most convenient moment. And Mm. then people's face gets all black and they blink and they blink, blink. And he has to move his mouth around from the back of his head to the front and then he says... Of course, you know, this means war. Of course. God, that's painful. That's what you need the ketamine for. (laughs) Mouth on back of headness? Bad. Mm. Does cherry bomb work underwater? I think that was part of their original appeal is, yeah, their fuses would actually... Oh, it does work underwater. Yeah. Thank you, Mythbusters. Thank you, Mythbusters. (laughs) Yeah, look, there's probably more wackiness to go over. I guess the the wackiness of Homer being oblivious to a deal. (laughs) Yeah, but again, that's improbable wacky. Not even improbable. He would be oblivious. Yeah. Um, I do like there's a bit of Homer, if we're using that as wacky, when it's like, we'll be sending you an Albanian student. You mean all white with pink eyes? (laughs) Yeah. Do we have a plutonium isolation chamber? Sector 12. What? Third floor candy machine. Oh, right, right, right. That's sector 12. <laughs> Goodbye, Adil. I'll send you those civil defense plans. <laughs> I had the wackiness of like, there's like a ring of child spies. Yeah. Um, yeah. When Adil is leaving and he passes some other guy, and he's like, hey, Sparrow. And he's like, ah, you. Ah, Getting too old for this shit. Ah, nearly eight. It's too- <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the heart of this episode? Did we feel the bumps? I mean, you got to feel for Bart. He's just being worked to death, not being fed. The donkey took his bed. Two months? Yeah. Like, that's a long time. That's a long time for the parents not to get any letters from him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's suspect, surely. And I mean, the entire point was deportation. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> no, no letters for two months is also no bits of paper containing bombs or spit yeah. or blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was an interesting thing for home. Deportation. Well, no, let's hear him out. <laughs> but no, there was like this little heart moment where Homer and Marge are in bed and Homer's put a framed picture of a deal above the bed and mm-hmm. Marge is like, you've got to tell me that you love Bart. Like, I thought that was a really 
an interesting heart moment. Hey, Homer's kind of an asshole in this one. Yeah. Like in the beginning when he's lying on the bed, he's all ringing the bell. Marge! And like, oh my God, you suck. No one's super likable in this one either. Yeah. There's no incredibly sympathetic character except for Odile and then he turns out to be a dick. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's a dick is the moral. Except Marge. She's doing all right. I mean, let's assume she's got skeletons somewhere. <laughs> in the hair, probably. Jesus. No, just snakes. <laughs> Skeletons of snakes. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of an interesting episode like that where, yeah, a lot of early Simpsons would rely on their heart so much, but mm. yeah, this one sort of only has it peppered in a little yeah, bit. A little bit more, yeah, typical family sitcom, but with, you know, ability to go to Paris and stuff. Yeah, it's or interesting. France, we never actually find out where it is. Yeah, that's interesting that Marge didn't bring that up. You know, she mentioned in the HD era, so she goes, that time Bart went to Knoxville, not that time that Bart went to Paris. Oh, uh, yeah. That would have been an interesting connection. But no! No! But then they have to remember they did that episode mm-hmm. and why are we making this episode again? Yeah, yeah. and that episode didn't remember itself. Yeah. <laughs> it, seriously, it forgot it by page two. Mm-hmm. So, ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Again, early ones, which are very hard to gauge because they are figuring out what the show is, but it's very much that take the nuclear family, but do something radical with it. Yeah. yeah not th- like 80s radical, more like extremely <laughs> different. Yeah, this is a different question with season one, I yeah, guess. Absolutely. You know, is this foundation sort of recognisable mm. as the show that we'd come to love rather than is this holding up that show yeah. we love? Yeah, it's not, can't uphold the reputation because it hasn't been established yet, but is yeah. it establishing that reputation? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, Bart's a troublemaker, Skinner's the authoritarian, all those pieces we like are there. They're just, you know, not the same just yet. They're still being sculpted carefully. Yeah, I'd say they did do a proper 180 with especially Agnes and, mm. yeah. and Skinner, their entire relationship dynamic, but the core family feels like The Simpsons. So yeah. The Simpsons feel like The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It's just, everyone else that's kind of wow yeah yeah it's been a while <laughs> anyway yes or no would you watch the sonic aeon uh yeah sure i need to watch season one <laughs> yeah not are you going to do you want to <laughs> i think that's the context i'm not like itching to get back to it but yeah, certainly in a season one marathon maybe yeah there's nothing much more to pull from this but you know it's still enjoyable and i've definitely seen it enough like for my lifetime mm. like if you know the afterlife is what i hope it is and it's just a book of statistics about my life that i can pour through yeah i definitely say oh okay i saw the crepes of wrath enough <laughs> but you know if maybe we'd watch it again we'd think about what playlist would put it in what other episodes remind you of this one but jobs yeah true so you know put it when he's the menu tie menu boy delivery or when he works for agnes skinner or, or actually bart slave jobs when he's an unpaid intern for crusty hmm I'd put it in a playlist of, like, defining Skinner moments. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. And a full Skinner arc across yeah. the entire se- series, yeah. That'd actually be quite nice. Mm. Yeah, especially in this one, because I feel like he's mostly the same character, but... Like... His relationships are very different. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes from Spanky to that sailor suit doesn't fit anymore to what he is now. So, let's, let's watch that full arc. Yeah, I like it. And, and even in this one, he's got, like, more authority over the kids than he mm. does yeah. normally. Oh, speaking of the kids, Richard and Lewis episodes. <laughs> Two of Bart's friends who very rarely come up. They only need to appear when they're required. Like yeah. Homer's watch, it's, they're only there when required. It's like in that episode, Dust Bus, where Bart goes, I'm going to miss you, Richard. I'm Lewis. Whatever. Just tell Richard <laughs> I'm going to miss him. <laughs> oh, Bart's pet frog. That's what I was going to mention. A frog that we wouldn't see again until Bart versus Australia. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, remember in Bar vs. Australia that they were all worried about introducing new species to a country? And in that shitty episode we watched first tonight, <laughs> Lisa's like, it'll be fine. Put it in the Louvre Gardens, man. <laughs> it gets worse. Just every single time I think about it. Good pick. <laughs> yeah, it's an episode that, yeah, has weirdly permeated the rest of the podcast. <laughs> with, with, with its the... awfulness. Yeah. BT, what would you change? I'd make it funnier. <laughs> I mean, that's really how? my only complaint. I, I don't know how. I'm not a professional jo- jokes writer, but then it's just the only one that really liked you. The plot's pretty good and it moves along at a good pace and all that kind of stuff, but I'm um, just going to use some more of the laugh laugh. Yeah. How about you, Tom? HD animation. <laughs> <laughs> Widescreen format. Zoom it in. Yeah. <laughs> Zoom and enhance. Uh, Oogalem during the bike ride has his glasses on, then he has his glasses off, then he has his glasses back on again. <laughs> oh, I'd, yeah. I'd fix that. Mm. <laughs> Aside from that, what do you even touch with these episodes? Yeah. Like, it, no, that's a good point. It's like touching a baby's head before the <laughs> skull's completely formed. Like, if you push it in, it's just going to be Dented. no good forever. Mm. Don't push the baby head. No. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a fair point. I think I would have liked a bit more of Lisa in this episode, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just, a again, one of these cases of this wasn't a trope for The Simpsons back then, but Lisa's eternally suspicious. She's always, you know, one to play detective. And- or maybe how she gets won over by a deal. You know? Yeah. We get a little bit of that when she the deals are like, we shouldn't be fighting, let's agree to disagree. Shake hands, yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, actually, if mm. it ends up not being Homer who's yelling that I'll send you the civil defense plans it's Lisa <laughs> or you get like a, a like a quick shot of her at the end like writing she's like gone full revolutionary yeah sitting in a bathtub like Marah she's got just a writing. massive back tattoo of the flag yeah <laughs> she's like Albania forever well, I was going the other way with it where Lisa was, you know, wanting to dob a deal in and getting suspicious of him and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Maybe it feels a bit too tropey Simpsons these days, but True. it feels like the way it should You're have You're talking gone. about going back in time and fixing past mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But it's also, I think this episode felt very short. Like, I had very few notes yeah, on this, to I? be yeah. honest. But I did notice, you know... Tom, it's been a while since you've been a while since you've seen season one. Like you were stunned at the intro sequence. Oh my god! <laughs> Everything's the wrong colours, yeah. and, and there are people I don't recognise. Purple and school, orange TV. Music's all squeaky. <laughs> yeah, the music is slower. Like not by much either. I'd say four BPM max, but it is slower. And yeah. yeah, Bart doesn't ride out the front of Moe's on his skateboard. He steals the bus stop sign. <laughs> yeah, Moe's is off to the left. You can see the end of the sign. And <sighs> it's using the old Moe's Tavern sign mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, craziness. And yeah, the outro credits as well are a bit longer. Yeah, I felt like this episode was short. So mm. I do think you have time for this one. And yeah, a couple of those jokes that I already said that I didn't like. All right, we're here. Tom, do you have any other notes? You've been oppressed enough for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, let me clear the plates. Yeah. That was nice. I, I appreciated uh, his little little thing there. I like that oppression is a quota you can fill as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my oppression. Mm-hmm. How about you, BT? Any other notes? Yep. Uh, I do like when Homer falls down and throws out his back. He's got that crusty doll that's like, I like playing with you. That yeah. slowly just dries over the... <laughs> it's a good way to show time transition. Oh, and um, also the dog and Maggie and the cat just all falling asleep on him. Yeah. It does make you wonder why he doesn't call for Bart, but still. And also why Maggie's there. Unatt- oh, I guess Homer was there. Yeah, he was meant to be there, but now he's you know unavailable. Yeah. I do really like the joke of... Um, 
Why, you know, children are quite good at picking up languages, but in a few weeks, they'll be absolutely fluent. What about Bart? I'm sure he'll pick up enough to get by. Yeah. (laughs) Just a quick little dig at Bart. Very clever. Mm. And in the end, we have Marge in a pink suit that Bart brought back from France, starting her love of Chanel suits, perhaps? Is Chanel French? I assume. (laughs) Is pink French? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and it's time for my final notes. And yeah, just speaking of the gifts, Bart got Lisa like a little finger guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's historically significant for the French. What do you put in that? Fingers. Well, Pickles. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Fruit. Yeah. Vegetables. Cigars. Yeah. Well, not Lisa, but. Oh, you don't know that. Right. Yeah. That's I an actual thing. So. I've seen one of those in a Vinny's. Oh, all right. Really? A guillotine wow. cigar cutter? That yeah. seems like a terrible, That's pretty cool. <laughs> terribly dangerous idea to put in. Well, I was going to say pencil sharpener, but... <laughs> no. That'd be a pencil remover. Yeah, 100%. I just looked up guillotine cigar cutter. Yep, they even come with baskets for the stub to fall out in. So, uh, 100%. And you can lay down a little mini newspaper so that the cigar end has got something to read after. Yep. I assume. Homer's language at the start, it's so early, Homer. Oh, geez Louise, look at this mess. Oh, frosted chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> it's when it was a voice you could actually do impressions of, as yeah. opposed to having it or not having it. Yeah, it wasn't the tone, it was just the delivery of... Yeah. It's like fry. Mm. Yeah. You, you, you can't do a fry unless mm. you sound like fry. Yeah. No, only Billy West and that guy that plays the red M&M can do a good fry impression. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the Homer voice is something unimitatable. Like, especially like with Marge, everyone can do like a bad imitation and anyone will know what you... I don't you're know tra- what you're talking about. Exactly. But that's a perfect imitation. <laughs> I know it's flawless. You don't have to tell me. Where it, uh, uh, Homer's like... Oh, it's me. I'm a big, dumb lame Like, you can't get it. It's hard. Mm. <laughs> Lisa's line, your paper-thin commitment to your children is uh, nauseating. What'd you say? Again, Homer just being the biggest asshole imaginable when he's all like, hey, you know, well, if Lisa starts causing problems, we'll just get an exchange student for her. Yeah, yeah. All my children can be exchanged. Jesus. In fact, he, there's probably the problem with the episode. Homer never really comes around to Bart. That's true. He's all like, ah, he even misses a deal when he leaves. And he's like, Bart was so terrible and now a deal's gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And only really sort of hugs him when he's like, oh, I've got wine here. And when he speaks French. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So that's something at least. It's like a you got educated somewhat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Education. Pistachio. Fun. And the Albanian government, one of the guys, when they received the transition, I think it was meant to be a beard line that didn't yeah. get coloured in, but it looks like he's got a like a weird muzzle snout dog face. Yeah, it was a little <laughs> unusual. And the guard who's at the plane mm. looks like Mo. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looked like Mo, but with brown hair and weird posture. Different it, posture. Is Sislak Albanian? Oh, it's time to rank this thing, and it's BT's turn to go first. Hmm, that Homer bit, not actually caring about Bart, really does bother me now that I think about it. I'm gonna say Silver. It's again not a heavy joke one, and that's really what keeps me from being either sure about a Silver or moving it up to a Gold. But it's a solid plot, and there's a lot of feeling for it. It's again these early ones are really hard to figure out because they're so different, but they're so you know foundational. Ah, or bronze. We want to go bronze. Ooh, bronze does feel a little bit better. I'm going to say silver, but reserve my right to blurt things out. Yeah, I'm going bronze. Uh, Just simply put, I didn't have 
a lot of fun with this one that I do with a lot of season one episodes, to be quite honest. True, like, I think about something like Bath General. That's yeah. a really good episode. Mm. Yeah, switch me back to bronze. That always felt right. All right. You're back on the I bronze. Got, I got to trust my guts. My guts are like, bronze. <laughs> okay. I think. I mean, I, I can't explain them sometimes. No, like, I do personally have an, like, I feel the obligation to go higher on the season one episodes. Yeah, it was back then, you know, but... You know, also, yeah, Bart the General is just, that is such an obvious cubic episode. And even something like Moaning Lisa, where mm. we were like, okay, there are cubic elements here, but like, I gotta say, it's just, it, there wasn't a lot of jokes here. This one, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of redeeming qualities to it, even though I did have a mostly good time with it. I don't. Yeah, cons- it moves along. It's just, yeah, it doesn't entirely wrap its up, up its own plot with Homer not ever really caring about Bart. And it's just not quite as joke heavy as I would have liked yeah. yeah I mean they had some very clever jokes but uh yeah and anyway, Tom, Tom what do you reckon yeah there's so much quick stuff in it that I really appreciate mm. and there's there's a lot of really great content that I love in it and I was really hoping either of you guys would pick a silver just so <laughs> I felt less bad about this but I've I've got to bronze it because it it's awesome don't get me wrong, but I wasn't having as much of a good time as I was in the teens era episode mm. same honestly same it it's always a, comes down to fun. It's a bronze, but it's it's a warm, lustrous, shiny. Yeah, it's a well polished and looked after bronze. Yeah, yeah. It's got a lovely patina on it. It's, <laughs> you feel like if Antiques Roadshow was in town, you brought them this bronze, they'd be like, "That's a valuable bronze." Mm. Yeah, a valuable <laughs> bronze. That's a good way to put it. All right, unanimous bronze. This will be the second episode from season one to get that ranking, and it'll be joining its neighbor it'll be joining episode 10 homer's night out and that's when ah, yeah. homer gets bart catches him with his spy camera and and homer's dancing with an exotic dancer and then marge kicks him out of the house oh man i've really got to do this rewatch they, then. they didn't run it too much on syndication and i don't think it was a little too risque that'd be it mm. Perhaps, or just too old. I, don't know. Mm. I think that was another one where we we're like, yeah, there's some quality stuff in here, but yeah. overall, not a lot of fun. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, look, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this week. But before we get out of here, we just like to talk about things that we're into lately books, TV, music, movies, video games. BT, what are you into? So we've talked today a lot about going to the movies alone, which I did earlier today. Uh, I went and saw 1917. Dear God, it's excellent. Like, yeah? good Lord, it's amazing. So this is one that ma- is it's excellent in the sense that it's not going to be fun to chuck on in the background. It's not going to be one of those ones that's easy to rewatch because it is harrowing and it's tense and it's constantly tense. It's really, really good. But it's just an excellent landmark accomplishment in filmmaking and it deserves all the praise it will hopefully get at the Oscars and at forever. I think, I think it's one of those ones that people are going to look back and it's going to be like studied in film schools and really, again, landmark uh, in terms of filmmaking and everything about it is amazing sound design sets everything acting is great uh yeah really really recommend it it's a war movie yeah yeah world war one which uh really underrepresented in war movies and they do there's an extended sequence of crossing no man's land which really illustrates how fucking terrible trench warfare was Mm. so yeah it's excellent i loved it yeah i remember jte was really hyping it up when we had him on the podcast so yeah yeah no i work with a guy who's a film student he was just raving about i'm like okay I really have to see this on the big screen then. So I've heard yep. three separate acting teachers all tell me to go and see it. And I still <laughs> haven't. Well, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those ones I actually do want. To, I'm fine with hyping it up. It's just realize that the plot is they get given a mission. That's it. That's the plot. There's no extra discoveries or anything else. But it's just 
filmed in a way that makes it look almost like one complete shot and it's just oh, wow. you're just in the the moment with these guys for the whole thing and it's really it's so well done cool yeah. uh, how about you tom what are you into there's a trilogy of books by dennis e taylor who is a science fiction writer who doesn't do hasn't done an enormous amount of stuff mm. but he's written this trilogy of books called the bobiverse trilogy and basically about it's, bob's burgers of course that's about boba tea <laughs> uh, a guy Sorry, a guy dies in roughly from now about 20 years time and he's cryogenically frozen mm -hmm. he wakes up about 150 years later and he's been made into an ai under oh, a, right. like a tyrannical regime that basically dehumanized anyone who is frozen and he was the only successful candidate they send him out in a probe a self-replicating probe that has to be able to build copies of itself and he discovers and conquers the universe <laughs> it's it's fantastic it's really, really good. I would absolutely recommend giving it a, a read or a listen because the, the narrator is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, absolutely check it out. It's really fun, full of awesome geeky references. <laughs> Hard sci-fi in the best mm. possible way. Oh, cool. And yeah, what I've been into, this is a sort of a weird one Like, because when I recommend video games, I kind of want to at least finished it or at least gotten close. Yeah. And additionally, I feel weird about it because... This was like a lot of people's game of the year before, or was it last year? When did it come out? I think last year. It was definitely year. 2019, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I it. mean, I saw you <laughs> playing it the other day. I assume it's the same one. <laughs> and Hermit going, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, control. So I'm about four hours into it, which I've been told is a good chunk of the about quarter or a third of the way through the campaign. I haven't had a game like actually terrify me for I don't know how long. Like I don't get scared at media like that, mm -hmm. but this one like it's so psychologically screwing with you at every available opportunity. Just when you think you've got a handle on the mechanics and everything, it just throws another thing at you and this is a rare game like when you play a lot of first person actiony platformy games, you know, there's always the thing of collecting like log lines and mm -hmm. data things, and it's all very boring and mundane and not necessary. But this one, I'm doing it just to try and figure out what the fuck is going on. Have I said the name of the game yet? Control. Yes. You did. Yeah. So, Control. It's out. You've probably already played it because. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah, that about does it for this week. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Glad to be here. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back in BT. Pleasure as always. <laughs> and I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter or Instagram. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.